I'm Chris Fellingham, and this is The Archers. Like The Archers, but instead of the garden fence being left open at the end of the episode, we want to leave you excited about what social science ventures can do. If you want to leave feedback, email me at chris.fellingham at innovation.ox.ac.uk. I hope you look forward to listening. Hi everyone, welcome to The Arcus. I'm Joelle and I'm the comms and events lead here at ARC. And today I'm really excited to have Morvin, who is part of ARC and supports academics commercialising their research at the University of Glasgow, on for the very first episode. We'll be talking all about the behind the scenes of what really happens on a research commercialisation programme and the possibilities and the potential of social science ventures and research. So, Morvin, for people who don't know you, could you please tell us a little bit about yourself and a bit of background, how you became involved in ARC? Sure. So, hello, my name is Morvin. I'm the IPN Innovation Manager at the University of Glasgow, as you can probably tell from my accent. So, I became involved in ARC in through the first cohort that was called the Success Programme. And Glasgow had uh, two participants in the Success Programme, and subsequent to that, um, we we're delighted with our three participants in the ARC Accelerator. I suppose in the ARC Accelerator, my job or my role is to support the management of the programme kind of operationally and strategically, um, to support the candidates, um, to help them think of ways that, that we might be able to commercialise their projects and to support the other TTOs. I think that one of the one of the major benefits of ARC is the ability for the tech transfer offices um, or at commercialization teams or or however you define them within your university um, to support all of us to really develop and and engage and um, and help one another so it's a collaborative process Mm, yeah that's really important and I know there's like many acronyms so in case people don't know could you like repeat what TTO means (laughs) oh I beg your pardon yes yes this is the (laughs) the curse of being in a university Uh, so TTOs are technology transfer offices but primarily it's the teams within universities that deal with commercialization so specifically around licensing and spin-out or venture building opportunities for academic colleagues primarily Mm. I specifically only work with academic colleagues there are other teams that deal with student enterprise yeah that's really exciting considering there's like so much going on in academia and like the research that's coming out of that so being able to turn this into like a business venture that impacts I guess wider society is quite exciting so how would you describe ARC the program to someone who's never heard of it before? For me ARC is the venture builder for evidence-backed social science ventures and ARC is all about helping academics from the shape disciplines and shape is now I can't remember the exact um, the exact acronym but shape is is primarily arts and humanities and social science um, academics and it's helping the shape disciplines to do what I would call good commercialization good commercialization is about getting your ideas out into the world impacting the populations you want to impact through and in commercialization a set number of, of ways but the way to get to the outside, you can do that any way you like. That's the joy and the beauty of commercialization. That's the amazing part of my job, to be able to work with incredible academics, their amazing research, and really think about how do we get this out there? 
this is an incredible whatever it happens to be. So in the in the current cohort in in ARC, there are there are a huge diversity of of um, amazing research projects that have the capacity or the or the capability to be transformed into businesses on the outside world. And my job is to help people get that out there. Uh, and I think ARC is one of the ways that that we want to do that with with our shape colleagues. Mm, yeah I mean I've never actually heard of the acronym shape but you know seeing how it comes out is it really does shape society <laughs> so it's quite appropriate um I, I've had a chance to speak to people in this cohort and it's been really cool to see the variety and the breadth of projects that you said have and the issues that they're tackling so since you've been you know on on this arc thing since last year can you maybe tell us a bit about the variety of past projects that have come through the program so we can get an idea of what goes on as you say there's there's a huge there's a huge diversity of amazing projects it's it's really inspiring to be able to work with with such amazing um research projects actually chris fellingham and i at the university of oxford wrote a, an article about this recently so um to people who, who are listening, please do have a look at um, the amazing um, projects that are out there in the class of 2021. But they primarily spread across five areas. So it's health and social care, arts and the humanities, international development, government and policy and education. What is clear is that um, within social science and arts and humanities in this, in this cohort as well, is there are so many ways that social science can transform the way that we live and they'll transform our economy, our society. And, and yes, that's the kind of the very definition of what social science is. Mm. But social science hasn't traditionally necessarily engaged in the same way of, as of commercialization as the STEM disciplines have. What's really important and vital to, to the future of commercialization in this area is really looking at our, our pioneers. There are uh, case studies on the Aspect website of, of all of the participants, both from the Success Programme and the, the ARC Accelerator. There are also um, pitches from the Success um, participants that I would encourage everybody to, to go and have a look at um, to see what can be done. What is the art of the possible in this situation? Mm. And then for the ARC Accelerator itself, obviously the, the pitch finale is coming up in June. And I, I would be delighted if as many people as possible came to, to hear about all the, the diversity of, of research projects. I'm going to take Glasgow's privilege here um, in being the first on your podcast and just talk about the Glasgow ones. Um, but that is really a, a small or a good part. I'm going to big up uh, Glasgow, but but really part of the strength of the ARC Accelerator is the ability to draw from, from all of the universities and be able to, to work together. So um, the ARC Accelerator this time round we have one is called Situate and that's all about different types of mental health strategy in, in dealing with, with stress and a huge diversity of, of behavior, behavioural uh, issues or, or, or things that you want to look at. Secondly, there's Set Ready Safety, and which is a health and well-being app or a safety and well-being app uh, developed for freelancers in the film and TV industry. And thirdly, there's Children's Voices, which is all about um, supporting children in, in neighbourhoods of poverty to, um, to be empowered, to, to develop their own agency and, and really hopefully maximise their potential. Mm, yeah. 
I've definitely seen all of that as well. And as someone who's in the realm of social sciences as well, I can definitely see that there's so much amazing research out there, but a lot of it never gets to see the light of day, <laughs> per se. Um, and so having this different perspective from social sciences as opposed to STEM would be really important to get out into the world. <laughs> yeah, and I think one of the things that's so, that's absolutely vital in terms of academia and research culture is also that possibility of interdisciplinarity between STEM and SHAPE. I don't want to set them up in opposition because to me, they're not in opposition. Some of the best projects combine both of the strengths of social science and potentially, I don't know, I'm going to just pick something, and engineering. And, you know, we can see even in the COVID-19 pandemic, part of this is about social science and, and culture and understanding behaviour and how that functions. Part of that is around the therapeutics um, that have been developed, um, for which we are all, I'm sure, immensely grateful um, in order for us to, to come out of this in, in terms of vaccine discovery. And, and I think the mRNA vaccine is, is an incredible scientific leap forward um, that can't be underestimated. And then there's the kind of arts and culture as well. You know, how do we how do we integrate that into our into our society? You know, and we've we've all been spending our time you know watching Netflix or BBC yep. <laughs> clearly integral to our very mode of being so what does that look like in a, in a post-pandemic world and I think you know just through the lens of COVID-19 you can see it all of our all of the disciplines are represented there they all have something to offer and they all are incredibly valuable to our society and the ways that I think all of those things can, can work together, all of those disciplines can work together is basically how we're going to get ourselves out of this. And, and what does that this look like? And it, I guess it's in this time that decades of research can really help us to move forward. You know, all of this research, these projects haven't been just like, oh, here's an idea. Let, let's run with it. No, it's come off of research. like you Decades said. of research. Yeah, and that is just really exciting to see that ARC is this really good opportunity for people who are looking to bring bring their work yeah. into the world. Um, so why is ARC a unique opportunity as opposed to what's already out there, if there is anything out there similar? Yeah, so I think ARC's uniqueness rests on its... Uh, it rests on two things, I think. It rests on its ability um, to support social science researchers based at universities to develop their ideas um, in a commercialization setting with all of the commercialization opportunities kind of laid in in one space and secondly I think I think that the part of the uniqueness of ARC is around the, that collaborative part that I've kind of mentioned at the beginning it is about all of our uh, technology transfer offices or commercialization teams coming together pulling our resources pulling our knowledge pulling our expertise in, in a diversity of disciplines, pulling our contacts and working out what is the best way for each project going forward. There are other venture builders in the research commercialization space, but this one is specifically dedicated to, to social scientists and to arts and humanities. And that makes it a bit different. I think it makes it a bit different in terms of, of the collaborative culture to ensure that as, as many of the teams as possible can really learn from one another, which doesn't mean that that doesn't happen in other venture builder experiences. Of course it does. I think this collaborative nature, I hope, 
help propels each of the ventures forward. Mm, yeah it's always really helpful to have a space where you can bounce ideas off each other and several of the entrepreneurs participants have mentioned that the collaborative nature and the opportunities to speak with each other encourage each other has been really encouraging (laughs) and quite nice to have um, when we're all online as well so that's been pretty unique I suppose but everyone's online so you know (laughs) But yeah, so since you've been on success and now it's evolved into what is Arc Accelerator now, what's kind of changed along the way? Um, and yeah, how was Arc different from previous iteration? So I think, um, and this is speaking for myself here, I think when I had initially gone out and asked our academics at the university what their thoughts were on commercialisation and if they would like to apply to the success programme, I had no idea, and that's my ignorance, I had no idea what kind of response I would get. I didn't know what kind of amazing projects would come forward. Um, Would anybody want to do commercialisation? We thought yes, but thinking and knowing are are two different things. And (laughs) there is appetite amongst our social science community to, to do this kind of work and to see what the options are. How can they generate impact? How can they get out there in the world? What can they do? And so I think with this success programme, initially, and going out and and speaking to people, and at that point, it was indeed going out and speaking to people uh, in real life, as it were, it was amazing and really inspiring to see who came back and, and what kind of ideas they had. I think one of the things that had to change very quickly when the success programme started is it started the week of lockdown. And we were due at, at that time to, to go to Sheffield um, for the boot camp. And so Chris uh, Fellingham at Oxford and, and Sam Gallagher um, really transformed success overnight from being a programme that was, was a boot camp programme into the beautiful online version that we came to use and I think the process through which that was developed and has been refined in the second cohort because now frankly we understand a little bit more as a population how to deal with Zoom. Initially it was very difficult to know what kind of length for instance, what kind of length of, of interaction or activity um, was appropriate. Um, because I, I'm, as I'm sure everybody remembers at the beginning, you just kind of modelled it on a normal kind of workshop and it doesn't, doesn't quite work like that. There are specific ways to, to deal with an online setting. This time round, we, um, we do have mentors, which I think is an amazing addition. I know that the, a lot of the participants are getting a huge amount of interaction and and just learning from the huge breadth of expertise that the mentors have. I think that's that's an amazing uh, kind of addition. And I suppose for this cohort, they can also look at their success pioneers. They know roughly what was done before. And that, we hope, will start to generate a community of ARC Accelerator participants, ARC Accelerator finalists, and, and, and hopefully that will go on to, to generate its own kind of organic growth across the UK so that we can spread our tentacles everywhere, I think, <laughs> uh, across all of the devolved nations that are now, uh, all of us are, are now involved in, in this programme, which I think brings a wealth of experience and diversity amongst, uh, amongst the participants themselves. A few things have changed. The fundamentals, I don't know that they have changed necessarily. I think the fundamentals were broadly right. 
um, in terms of develop the program that's been developed and the way that the, the participants are supported. Now, of course, I'm not going to say it's perfect. I think that there are always improvements in refine refinements that can be made. Um, but mm. I think it's hugely exciting to see um, the growth of the projects, the growth of the of the ventures and see what they will become. I mean, since I've joined, it's been quite cool to see where everything is at, where the uh, projects are at as well. Everyone's at such different places, but I'm just going to quote one of one of the participants and they said that, you know, the programs really met them where they're at. And I think that's quite a nice thing to that has come out of these past few weeks, months of preparation and and um, lots of effort and energy going into these projects and, and the program as well. So it's nice to see like how it's impacted uh, the entrepreneurs themselves. Yeah, I think the entrepreneurs have put such a huge amount of effort and work in to really develop what their ventures are going to look like. We are currently in the market validation stage of the programme. So all of the entrepreneurs are going out and speaking to potential customers, end users, um, people in the industry in which they hope to launch their, their product or service. Uh, and I think that portion is sometimes some of the most exciting that happens during the course of the of the program for the entrepreneur and for the product or service because that gives market validity it should your product or your service should always 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 meet what the consumer wants and the only way you're going to find out if the consumer what the consumer wants is to be able to speak to them whatever that consumer wants to do you need to be able to to have a discussion with them and be able to understand is this something that is missing or is it just a thing that I think is missing or is this um something that you would pay for roughly what what would that look like and have you ended up actually in a place where you thought you understood who the funder or the P is going to be but actually somebody else and you need to speak to somebody else. And that often happens, particularly if we're thinking about government and policy, in terms of thinking about who the budget holder is and who the who the decision maker is. The budget holder can be somebody in a in a completely different peripheral part of the of the organization that you then need to access through different routes. Because if you've been working within a local authority, you may not have been working with that budget holder. That may be somebody that you don't have any influence over at all because you've been working with a program manager, for instance. So that really starts to give the ventures, the entrepreneurs, that ability to really work out that product market fit that is absolutely vital in understanding whether that product or service is going to be a success. Is this going to be something that people will pay for? And if they're not going to pay for it, why not? Yeah, it's really the whole process, isn't it? A whole like, mm. journey coming off the research that they've done and putting it all through the paces, yes. right? <laughs> um, and obviously, it's still going to evolve and iterate as time goes on. Sometimes it's also about understanding what your customer wants, as in the features or the benefits that they that they like that that are important to them may not be the ones that you thought were important at all. They were there, and you kind of overlooked them because you thought they were the point of it it's important to then take a step back and think okay actually this bit is the bit that they really like so let's work out a way to focus on that bit and my other bits they are you know integral they're amazing they're they're great but actually when I'm selling it to them these are the parts that I'm going to actually 
work with these are the parts that I'm going to speak about first to get them hooked in because that's the bit that puts that boot in the door that gets that first conversation going so that you can have that second conversation. I suppose that's also really important for investors as well not only for the users themselves. Yeah I think investors want to know that you've you've got customers (laughs) they want to know that (laughs) Um, so therefore they need to be able to to get that out. Perhaps it's a social enterprise, but a social enterprise still needs to make revenue. They still need to make enough money to be sustainable and they need to be able to invest in their business to make it grow, to make it impact those populations that I talked about earlier that they want to impact so that you can grow this as as big as you can to ensure that you're as inclusive as impossible. It's kind of matching the vision to the reality right um and speaking about the vision then like where where do you see art going (laughs) and in the future and um from from your perspective i would like to see some of our success participants get investment i'd like to see them grow and develop and spin out of their universities and and get out there in the world or or develop into those licensable opportunities or start to develop those um those links Uh, externally for our ARC participants what I'd like to see is over the years to come and I hope that it will continue for for many years to come I want to see a community I want to see I talked about that a bit earlier I want to see that um, that we can build a community of social science entrepreneurs of arts and humanities entrepreneurs who are all research-backed, evidence-backed, a cohort of incredible ventures that are going out there. They are changing the world in the way that they want to change it. They are developing and that they are able to grasp all the opportunities through investment, through corporate social responsibility, through thinking through what does that look like for my customer? How do I change and evolve with my customer? How does that happen? I would like to see as many universities able to to develop um, links with ARC if possible. I would like all social science and arts and humanities researchers to know that this exists that we can support you, mm. we can help you develop your venture. You come up with the with the research project, we can't do that bit for you. But in terms of building that venture, in terms of making that something that can really deliver on the impact, that is something that art can do. Mm. That's my pitch. Yeah, I mean, it, there's, there's so much potential. And like with the tools, you know, pairing the research together with the tools that art provides, it will definitely go many places, <laughs> go very far. Um, so yeah, I mean, is there anything else that we haven't really mentioned that you think would be nice to include? Art Accelerator is the place to be. If you've got an idea, come and speak to us, I think. Yes. I think that's all I would want to say. If you've got an amazing research idea and you think that it's got the potential, speak to your technology transfer office, speak to your commercialization team, and then come and speak to us. And let's see what we could build with you. It's definitely. Um, and we'll definitely leave the links to like Thank the you. articles and the case studies and the websites in the description so you can check out everything that we've mentioned um but yeah so thank you very much for listening to today's episode the very first episode of the podcast um and we'll see you in the next one thank you bye i hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of the arc us thank you to joelle for helping to produce this podcast and we've got plenty more in the pipeline so come and listen